0: What's up fam? My name is Anna and let me just tell you right now, I am your new BFF. So if I have not personally met you yet, that is who I am. I am fully stepping into that role today um, with all authority of your new BFF. So be prepared, get ready. I'm super excited that you tuned in today, whether you are in the live chat, whether you are um, watching later, because God has something in store for you today, and He is going to be presenting us with an opportunity, um, an opportunity for some fresh anointing, an opportunity for um, some fresh perspective. And who else from fresh perspective? So fresh anointing, actually, Um, because we were inside way too long. And I feel like the anointing for um, driving well has um, dissipated. So I am praying fresh anointing on all of you because road rage. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But my road rage is real. It's fine. I need um, uh, some freshening up on my grace. Um, But since we are BFFs now. Um, I think we should know a little bit more about each other. So, uh, fun fact, we actually pre-record these messages. And so, more than likely, I'm in the chat with you right now. And I want to know a little bit more about you. So, we're going to do some fun facts in the chat. So, get your laptops ready, your phones ready. Um, I think you can do it on your TV. I'm not like a techie person. But I think you can, like, do it, like, voice on your TV or maybe. Yes, just do it. Um, So... I'll say a couple fun facts about me, and you guys throw some fun facts in the chat, and I'm gonna be there. We're gonna respond. And we're gonna talk. Um, so, first fun fact is I will be married to my cutie husband for ten years this year. Come on, Let's go. praise go. the Lord, we made it. Um, we have a one-year-old son who is incredibly rambunctious and in the joy of my entire life. Um, another fun fact is I hate and despise seafood. All seafood. I don't know why, amen, let's go, Uh, I don't know why we need to take these poor little fish out of their little homes and torture Uh, them and eat them, so I just, I I don't like it. Um, I also won't eat meat if it looks like meat. (laughs) That's crazy. Yes, see, I'm not going to be eating a chicken leg, I'm not going to be eating a T-bone, and I'm not going to be eating, uh, what's that, like a... I don't know, anything that has a bone in it. I don't want to feel like a cannibal. So, fun facts about me. I hope you guys have some great ones. Please participate, because I want to know you, and this is, like, one of the only ways that I get to. So, we are in a series called The Attitude of Christ, and as Pastor Julian has said, that attitude begins with humility. So... If you're tired of hearing about humility, this message is probably for you. <laughs> um, humility isn't fun to talk about. That's something that I found going through all of this. It's kind of like, try to like spark up a conversation with somebody about humility. So it's kind of like, hey, um, my name is Anna. What's your name? Jess, Jess, that's so cool. I actually had a friend in middle school named Jess. So she was like one of my best friends. I loved and adored her. But like, actually, how's your humility? Is your humility good? Like, are you like humble person? Are you like, A humble, humble person. Have you been humbled? Like nobody's going to answer that. Nobody wants to talk about humility. It's not fun. So that probably means we should probably talk about humility a little bit more. Um, So I want to start with the most humble person, Jesus, obviously. Um, The beginning of his life before the miracles and the career and the following. Um, The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with both God and man. So none of that has to do with humility. So where are we going with this? I'll tell you. Great question. You guys ask great questions. Follow on. Um, It's because we always want the favor of God. We're favor chasers, right? Mm -hmm. So we're always chasing the next big thing. It's where where am I going to make the money? Where am I going to get the following? Where am I going to be seen? Uh, the prayer, God bless what I'm doing. God, may Your favor be on this. But we don't know. We don't want to do what we have to do to grow in that favor. Wow. Dang. Like you've never seen anyone with like a New Year's resolution um, saying, "I'm going to be more humble this year," okay. or um, a vision board that says "humility" in capital <laughs> letters. Um, nobody says, oh, "I'm going to be chasing that humility." Like nobody says that. <laughs> um, so you're saying I have to be less? Absolutely not. We want favor. But without humility, there cannot be favor. Right. There can be things that masquerade like favor, things that Mm -hmm. look like favor. That's not favor. Maybe you've got a little bit of humility and you've tasted a little favor. Mm -hmm. A little taste of favor, (laughs) you know? Um, But I want to break this down a little bit, make this growth in a downward direction a little less daunting. Um, The best way to increase in favor is to increase your humility. That's all, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, be humble, sit down. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Going back to that verse. It doesn't say that Jesus earned wisdom and favor. It doesn't say he that he chased after it. It says he grew in it. No. But how do you grow in something if you can't earn it? And if you can't earn it, you don't deserve it, right? So you earn your wages at work. You're getting what you're owed. You're getting what you deserve. You know, depending on your work ethic. Mm. Um, But favor is different. It's outside of that. It's kind of like you're expecting a bonus at work. Um, And then all of a sudden you find out that you're getting three bonuses on top of that one bonus. But then you're also getting a house. And then you're also getting a lake house. And also an apartment in Paris. Mm. And maybe like a first class, like flight to wherever you want in the world for like the rest of your life you can go anywhere at any time and like you can have five kids without the sleepless nights and maybe um all of your favorite outfits just like magically appear in your um closet and your shoes get cleaned at night Mm. (laughs) that's favor um until it's extravagant enough that you're like Oh, I consistently went over my time on my lunch breaks. And those last 5 projects that I did, I did not put my full effort into that. And your boss is like, "I know. But here you go." Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you got all of that from your job today, would you feel like you deserved it? Would you feel like you earned it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> A good indication that you're not experiencing the favor of God is that you feel like you're getting what you deserve. Wow. Wow. And as a church, a lot of us are only getting exactly what we're earning today. And that may not be favor. But now that we've talked about what humility isn't, let me also say that humility has some perks. Like, it's not just like, oh, let me humble myself. I'm going to be like a worm, the bane of existence. (laughs) Like, no. Humility has some perks. So there's a couple verses um, that I'll share with you. Proverbs 11.2 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. James 4.10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Psalms 149.4, for the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay, fine. I've made my point. So, how do we grow in humility and stop being favor chasers? Well, I'm so glad you asked, once again. Great questions, again. Um, this brings me to my scripture of the day. Jesus washing the disciples' feet. So we're going to jump into John 13, 1 through 11. And it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. So Simon Peter said, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. Mm. For he knew who was to betray him. And that is why he said, not all of you are clean. So here we have Jesus literally washing the feet of the man who would betray him. Mm. And just to be clear, Judas didn't put Jesus on the cross. We did. But for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Jesus had a choice, and he chose us. He could have easily nooped out of there. I would have been like, nope, 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 nope. Not this, not here, not them. But he chose us. And what makes the moment of Jesus washing the disciples' feet so crazy is that Jesus had the most clear understanding of the kingdom of heaven. He not only removed himself out of the place of honor at a table, but he removed himself from a throne, a status, a kingdom, angels worshiping him day and night for us. And if you're like me, you immediately put yourself um, in the story as Jesus. It's not bad, not bad. and you're serving somebody that you don't like. You, you're, the person that you don't like is Judas now. But for a moment, think about a time that someone's washed your feet. I know this is the 21st century and it doesn't carry the same cultural impact as it did 2,000 years ago. But metaphorically, think about a time someone has done something for you that just made you stop. And there's been so many times in my life where people have just like stopped for me. Like nothing else in the world mattered except for what I needed in that moment, what I was going through in that moment. And those moments marked me. So like, for instance, a couple people like on our team here, like Steven and Kinsey Kreiner. I don't know if you guys know them, but the Kriners are quite possibly the most humble people you will ever meet. They have stopped to help me in so many instances, like there was this one time I had um, our son here, and I his headphones were somewhere. Listen, I have a bad ear. I'm gonna save my son's hearing. It's just a thing. And Stephen noticed that I didn't have his headphones, and he's like, "Where are? They? Where can I go get them? Let me go get them for you." Like you didn't. He didn't need to stop. And then on our kids team, Olivia. I get these random prayers from her, these voice memos from her, and she just has the most encouraging things to say and she's on her way to do something or she's in the middle of doing something, but she stops for me. Or I'm sure you guys know Emily Lawrence in the chat. Emily Lawrence is the biggest advocate and the biggest cheerleader for people. She stops everything she's doing to make sure that you know who you are and whose you are. Mm -hmm. And these moments mark me. These people have been Jesus to me. And so now that we've talked about what humility is, we've talked about the perks of humility. We've remembered a time where somebody humbled themselves and washed our feet. Let's talk about the similarity of pride and humility. Mm. So pride and humility actually take you to the same place. Mm. The difference, though, is how you get there. Wow. So... The devil wanted to be praised. He wanted to be like God. He wanted all eyes on him. And Jesus said that he saw Satan fall like lightning. He was thrown out. Then there's a difference between someone throwing you to the ground and you, out of your humility, lowering yourself down. One way is less painful and probably less public. Um. So there's this story about this guy named Naaman in the Bible, and he's the commander of the Syrian army, highly respected, and one day he comes down with leprosy. One day he's the top dog, and the next he's brought real low, and um, leprosy might not mean a lot to us in these days, but it's actually something that um, causes skin ulcers. It um, causes nerve damage and muscle weakness, and if it's not treated, it can actually cause um, severe disfigurement and disability. And so he hears about a prophet named Elisha who can cure him. And so he goes to his king, who goes to Elisha's king, who they talk, and Elisha's like, send him to me. And so that's where we pick up in 2 Kings 5, 9 through 14. And so it says, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message, Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus and, Ab- and Abana and Farpar, far, 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 say that ten times fast, better than any of the rivers in Israel? Why shouldn't, I, why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child and he was healed." I I'm going to be going to the Jordan River because I want some uh, young, childlike, healthy skin. Anybody with me? Put it in the chat. Praise the Lord. But it says that pride kept Naaman from experiencing a miracle. Wow. Wow. But the moment he humbled himself, God moved. Sheesh. The moment. But some of the most under-recognized people in the passage were the people that reasoned with him. Naaman might have had some pride, but at least he was smart enough to surround himself with humble people. Mm -hmm. They were close enough to be allowed to say, you're making a mistake, bro. Yeah. (laughs) So who are you allowing to speak into areas that you might have some blind spots in? Wow. Have you ever asked your closest friends if there's anything in your life that needs to be addressed? Mm. Is there anything that they see that's keeping you from being everything that God wants you to be? And are you humble enough to listen? Yeah, wow. Because listen, I can be extremely (laughs) hard-headed. But there are certain people in my life that if they say, "Mm, maybe not, I listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because where God is actually taking me, I can't pat pride in my carry-on. That's good. If I want to experience the fullness of all God has for me, pride is just going to get in the way. So you know that verse um, that says that God opposes the proud? Did you know that God stands opposite of everything that's not in his nature? So he's in exact opposition of pride. So when we become proud, we're actually the ones that step out of alignment with God and into alignment with the very thing he opposes. So he's not opposing you. He's posing what's against his nature. Wow. So if you're wanting to experience miracles in 2022, it's time to be- step out of alignment with pride. If you're wanting to grow in favor with God, it's time to step out of alignment with pride. If you're wanting reconciliation, it's time to step out of alignment with pride. If you're wanting a stronger marriage or a marriage to be mended, it's time to step yeah, out I'm of alignment sure. with pride. If you're wanting friendships and relationships to grow It's time to step out of alignment with pride. And I'm telling you 2022 is going to be your year, but you got to check your alignment. So to end, three ways to step out of alignment with pride. Ask yourself these questions. um, What do you set before you? So like we said earlier that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. How do you think it was so easy for him to wash feet because y'all that's nasty (laughs) it's because he had joy set before him it's because he had us set before him we were his joy yeah second question check your gratitude and what are you grateful for today it can be as simple as i'm grateful for the sun I'm grateful for the breath God put in my lungs. I'm grateful for a perfect cup of coffee. And third, are there areas in your life that you're out of alignment in? God's presenting us with an opportunity today, a realignment today. Humility is going to open doors that pride shut. I believe it, I believe it for 2022. Check your alignment, fam. Love you.